Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, is Jake DeBrusque's trade value rising? And is Jeremy Swayman the number one goaltender? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the Boston Bruins looked a little slow last night against Anaheim, losing 4-3. to You know, probably they're a little bit tired of being on the road, but hey, their road trip so far is 3-1, and one, all right, going into Vegas. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling Vegas is going to be a, is going to be a tough one tomorrow night, and then follow that up with, um, with Columbus on Saturday. But the Bruins did look a little tired. I mean, they, they've been on the road for, for a few days now, you know, and playing a back-to-back game uh, against Anna, you know, between L.A. and Anaheim, I knew there was going to be, you know, some type of issues. But the Bruins' West Coast, West Coast portion of the road trip, they went 3-1, and one, like I said. And the highlight of this trip right now is the 7 to nothing ass-kicking over the L.A. Kings on Monday night. Now Jake DeBrusque had a natural hat trick and four point and a four point game, and Jeremy Swayman came up with a thirty four save shutout. So things are looking pretty good right right there for the Boston Bruins. Now DeBrusque has picked up his play for the few, for the past few games, and has his trade value gone up since he's been asked to be traded earlier this season? I would think so. And according to DeBrusque's agent, he still wants to be traded. And he and his agent are talking to teams about a new contract to help him facilitate a trade out of Boston. Now, the thing is that a team that's going to take him must believe that they're going to have a good fit for him. He's a top six forward, you know, and the problem is that Cassidy moved him around the bottom six. And he's he was putting up good numbers playing with David Krejci. So maybe maybe he might play better, you know, with a with a player like I don't know Connor McDavid. You know, he's a top. DeBrusque is a top six forward. He's not a. I mean, he was playing on the fourth line at one point during this season. There were sometimes he was a healthy scratch. So maybe 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 the problem isn't really DeBrusque. Maybe it's Cassidy. Maybe he's lost the room. I don't know. You know, and I'm not saying that Connor McDavid or David Krejci, or not even David Krejci, Jacob, Jake DeBrusque is going to Edmonton. I know his father played there, and now his dad is a color commentator for the Oilers, but, you know, you got to wonder what kind of a deal he, DeBrusque and his agent are going to get. I mean, would he gonna be would he be a good fit in Edmonton? Um, I mean, I think the Oilers need to shake things up a little bit, but... Edmonton really doesn't have anything that the Bruins could get in return for DeBrusque. You know, I don't see Dreisaitl or Nugent Hopkins coming to the Boston Bruins for Jake DeBrusque. I don't. So, you know, does Edmonton have anything the Bruins need? 
I don't think, I really don't think so. But the thing is that, you know, you have to, you know, now that DeBrusque is, it seems like he's going to choose what team he's going to. What are the Bruins going to get in return? You know, are they going to have to settle? Now Now that DeBrusque said, said, listen, these are the teams, you know, I'm negotiating with right now. And to be honest, he shouldn't be negotiating contract or, or his agents shouldn't be talking to teams. This should, this should all be on Don Sweeney getting a good deal what's good for the Bruins. And DeBrusque could just shut up and just move on. Now, a few weeks ago, the Rangers showed some interest, which is kind of shocking to me. I mean, do the do the Rangers really need to, you know, you know, add some scoring depth? I don't think so. Then again, I haven't been able to watch a Rangers game because my cable company basically dumped MSG. And I can't even get the games on ESPN Plus because it still says I'm blacked out. So way to go, way to go, Gary Bettman in that ESPN deal. Um now I know that they were looking at moving at, at I know the Rangers were looking at moving Kako at one point, but you know, why would you want to move a twenty one year old? You know, you gotta give him I mean that sounds that sounds like a that sounds like a Don Sweeney move right there. That really does seem like a Don Sweeney move of moving a young prospect or somebody a, a young talent like that. I mean, he was just, he was he was the second overall pick. So why would you do that? But you know that would be a Don Sweeney kind of move, and you know, I don't know. I do know that they're shopping for uh, shopping around Gorgiev, and the thing is, the Rangers don't need any goaltending. I think the goaltending is is basically fine. They're fine with that right now, all right? So the Bruins Bruins really don't need any goaltending. But the thing is with Gorgiev, I, I would expect him to either go to Toronto. I mean, there's been talk about him going to Toronto, but how about Edmonton? Edmonton is desperate in desperate need of something like goaltending. So I wouldn't be too surprised if Gorgiev went there or Toronto. I mean, they're, they're trying to dump him off, and it's like I'm wondering what they could get in return for Gorgiev. Maybe they get another goal scorer like like they sh- like they would want in Jake DeBrusque. But then again, Jake DeBrusque is kind of inconsistent. You know, who knows what's going to happen, you know, in a couple games from now. And he's not playing with Marshawn and Bergeron. Or he's, you know, not getting the ice time. So, it, it we'd have to wait and see. You know, there's only like three weeks left till the trade deadline. And... You know, what can the bees get in return for DeBrusque? Back when he requested back when he requested the trade, I think this was back in November, beginning of December, I would have guessed his trade value would have been a third or fourth round pick. But in recent weeks, he's picked up his game, and maybe that could be worth a lot more. Now, it's not gonna be a star player, all right? It's not gonna be you know, Connor McDavid, it's not going to be Dreisaitl, you know, it's not going to be Austin Matthews, you know, there's, there's been, there's been talk going around that it, that there could be a deal in the make. I mean, everybody's been pushing a deal with Arizona. Everybody's pushing a deal with Arizona, you know, bringing back Phil Kessel. And I'm like, no, I don't, I wouldn't want Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel's, you know, had his time here in Boston and, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's, you know, I don't think the Bruins would go for a deal like that. 
Now, the thing is, I don't think DeBrusque would go for that deal either because I don't think DeBrusque is going, is going to want to play in, a, in an arena that's going to only fit 5,000 people. So I think Arizona is out of the question. You know, and don't think that you're going to get, you know, a first-round pick or any type of a star player or anything. All right? It's a, it's a second or third round at best. Maybe a prospect that's playing in juniors, you know, a college player or somebody playing in Europe. You know, I would expect more than a roster player in return. You know, I would expect, a, you know, at least at least a second or a third round at best. You know, and the thing is, I would take a junior college, a junior or college player or a second rounder than a rental or an NHL or an AHL player. And knowing Don Sweeney, yes, knowing Don Sweeney, he'll probably take a rental for DeBrusque instead of prospects or picks or whatever. Because he he's not, th- you know, he's probably, you know, you know, probably think you know thinking that hey we have to win now bringing in somebody like a Phil Kessel is not going to make you win now you just got a little older i mean you just you know you just ran a ran a elite goaltender out of town technically and or the the fan i i should say the fan base ran ran him out of town not not management because at least they tried but he really needs to think about the future of this team I mean, fans don't realize that there is a lot of talent coming up through through the organization. You have top prospect Fabian Lysel, who's playing with the Vancouver Giants. He's having an excellent year. There's a good chance that maybe next year he's going to be playing playing on a top line with somebody. Maybe he's playing on the right side. I know he's a left winger, but maybe he plays on the right side with Marshawn and Bergeron. That's if Bergeron is still here since he is a free agent and, you know, may opt to go somewhere else or just hang up the skates. I mean, they still have Marshawn here for three more years. But, you know, you have McAvoy, Swayman, Pasternak, you know, in the mix, you know. And, you know, you bring in Lysel. You have a couple of kids down playing college hockey. I mean, you have um, John Beecher, who's playing with the who's playing with a really really talented University of Michigan team. And you have a bunch of prospects who are playing, you know, in Hockey East. So basically, I don't think you'd be looking at a long-term build, maybe two or three years at best. But the thing is, again, it's Don Sweeney. Will he give up any of any of pro, any of these prospects? I mean, I'm almost thinking that he's going to do a panic move at the trade deadline, and my fear is that he'll trade myself for a rental. That he doesn't need. I mean, you, you got a talent, you got a talented young core, and you know, you know, just just stick with it. All right, just stick with, just stick with the, the whole thing about Jake DeBrusque, because Jake DeBrusque should be a priority that, at this point. He has trade value right now, and good to get, get a good deal done. But like I said before. If DeBrusque is gonna is making is making his own deals, which he shouldn't be doing, you know, he's making his own he's making his own it's it sounds like he's making his own trade. Which is which puts Sweeney in a corner because then Sweeney won't be able to get what the, the Bruins deserve, which would be a second round pick. 
and maybe some prospects. Now, the same goes with Zach Senishin. He also asked for a trade. He was part of that 20 uh, draft of 2015 where the Bruins actually had three draft picks in a row. Three in a row, and two of them went out of town. Now, here's the thing. Senishin isn't worth anything. He's worth maybe a third or fourth round pick, possibly a fifth. I mean, I would go possibly a fourth or fifth now. And if and if I were Sweeney, I would trade for picks f- for him. You know, I would I would get a third round, third or fourth round pick. I know he hasn't done, you know, hasn't had much sex. Sweeney hasn't had much success in the draft. But what else are you going to do for a guy who, you know, for a guy like Senishin who's traveled up and down I-95 between Boston and Providence? Because you're not getting a player back for him. If you are, you're just getting another career AHL player, and the Bees have a few of them too. I mean, the thing is that guys are coming up, the guys, players are coming, being brought up and playing crappy minutes. Like when Bergeron was out injured, Stadnika should have taken over that, should have got first line minutes. You know, he should have, he, Stadnika should have played in between. Basically, when Bergeron and Marshawn were out, I would have liked to see Jack Stanika center, you know, Hall and, and Pasternak for those games. And then, you know, you have somebody like, you know, um, now I forget his name. Oscar Steen. Oscar Steen came up. Great had had some great great games. What do they do? They send him down. So basically, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I would have. I mean, why? I I know Felino had two goals last night in the loss against Anaheim, but still, why is he here? Why is Derek Forbert here? You know, you you. There, there's kids down there. There's kids down in Providence that I would like to see. You know, should be given more of a chance rather than two or three games. I'm like, oh well, they didn't perform well. Let's send them back down. Now I know that that there are some. I know I know Stadnika has some. You know, he, you know he's got the skill, but his skating is a little a, a little bit questionable. But still, give the give these kids a chance. You know, you you bring them up for a couple of games, like even like um, Jasper Frodin or Froden. He's getting some chances. He's good, and if he goes out and he has, he's had a couple of, he's had a, he had a really good game. He's had two good games, but I can tell you right now, when they come back from this, when the Bruins come back from this road trip, he's going back down too. So the thing is that they're I, I think it I gotta think it's Bruce Cassidy that's doing this. He's the one holding some of these young kids back. Kind of like what Claude Julian did. Julian did. He held some of those younger players back. Don't hold them back. Don't hold them back. You know, let them you know, bring them up, let them develop. Because they're the future of this franchise. I mean Trade deadline is is you know Sweeney gonna go DeBrusque gonna trade all of our young talent? I don't know. One thing's for sure is I know he's not gonna trade Jeremy Swayman because if he were to trade Jeremy Swayman, you want to see you want to see Bruins fans show up at the TD Garden with pitchforks asking for Sweeney to Sweeney to be fired. 
I think the I th- I think that's the next step for the Boston Bruins. But anyway, the um, Jeremy Swayman has been on fire lately. He's five one and one with a save percentage of point nine six zero goals against average of one point one three, and two shutouts. And he also was named the rookie of the month of February. And the thing is, you know, even like last night, I was when I was watching Allmark, I'm like, maybe, maybe they should give Swayman the number one, the number one nod right now. Let him just get, let him start against Vegas. Let him start against um, Columbus, you know, and see how he does. If he picks up the, if he wins the next, if he wins those two games, you keep playing a hot hand. Now, I knew that Olmark was going to get the start last night because Swayman got the start on Monday night, and you're not going to start the same goaltender back-to-back because this isn't college hockey where they where they do that. So I, I knew that I knew that at I knew at some point Olmark was I knew that Olmark was going to start last night. And I kind of knew the guys were going to be a little tired, but you know, and they did show some some effort towards towards the end of the game. So they've been on a roll. They've been they've they've been they've been cruising. The Bruins have been having some success as of late, and let's just hope the Bees can continue the momentum. And can they catch Toronto for third place in the division? Well, you know what? I have a feeling that they could. They really can catch um, Toronto. Right now, uh, Toronto has seventy four points. The Bruins have sixty eight points. So basically, the Bruins actually have a chance to catch Toronto for that third spot. This way, they're not counting on getting the wild card. So, I mean, can they still, maybe they could still catch Florida. They could still catch Tampa. I mean, they still have a chance, surprisingly, to catch Tampa. I mean, 68 points, you know, they could catch Toronto. They could catch, I mean... Those those teams were are within like three. I mean, Toronto, Florida, and Tampa are within you know two points of each other, or at least within one point of each other. And the Bruins, if they keep going the way they're going, and riding you know, you know, find more momentum from other you know from other players like they've been having lately, there's a good possibility that they could catch you know Toronto. And not have to worry about a wild card, because if you're going to be playing in a wild card, you know it's up, and you're going to probably end up having to face a Carolina, or a Pittsburgh, or a, or a New York Rangers. There's a good chance, you know, you can also face off maybe Tampa or Florida. So who knows? But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you know, who they're going to be able to. You know who they're. You know if they're going to be able to catch up to those top three teams. I think it would. I think the season would be a success if they were to finish in the top three and not have to settle for a wild card. Because right now they're they're locked in to the wild card spot. They are locked into a wild card spot because they have sixty eight points. Washington in the second wild card has sixty five. The next one in the third spot has fifty seven. And that's Columbus. So they, I mean, they're good 11 points up on the, you know, up on the, on the team, you know, that's on the out. 
So basically, they're a lock for a wild. It seems like they're a lock for a wild card. It's the fact that maybe they should try to catch Toronto, Florida, and Tampa. It's a good possibility that they could do that. The thing is, you know, are you? What do you do with the trade deadline? Do you go? Are you gonna gonna pick up a rental just so you can, you know, make you know. Make it to the first, you know, make not only make the, I mean, they're already in the playoffs. I mean, unless, unless something really happens within the, within the last month and a half, they're, the Bruins are in the playoffs. It's just a matter of, you know, where are they going to finish? And what kind of a deal could Don Sweeney do to, you know, make that, you know, actually, you know, give them a little bit of a scoring boost to make that happen? I mean, I, I, I know people are on, you know, I know that there's talk about to um, Arizona and Phil Kessel. I mean, I think Kessel would be good with, you know, finally playing, I mean, playing with Bergeron and uh, Marshawn. I think it would be, I think that would be a pretty decent line. But do you go out and you, you spend, you know, you, you, you waste what you could get for, for Jake DeBrusque. That's if Jake DeBrusque wants to go to Arizona. So... I really I really think the Bruins could actually catch the top 3 teams. The way they're the momentum they're get they're gaining right now, they're getting second they're getting second line scoring. Pasternak has been on fire since playing between Halla and since playing with Halla and 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 Hall. I mean, I'm I, in the beginning of the season, everybody was saying that Eric Hollow was going to be the guy to replace David Krejci. And I was like, no, he's not going to replace David Krejci. It's going to be Coyle. Well, Coyle goes back down to his regular position, third line position, third line center position, which is where he belongs. And they put Eric Holla in there. And Eric Holla has played pretty well centering the centering Pasternak and Hall. So I'm not I'm not complaining about that line. I'm not complaining about the top line. But if you're gonna get if you're gonna get anything in return for Jake DeBrusque, it's got to be it's got either got to be a prospect, a pick, or somebody that's gonna be able to take or or, or a high scoring right winger who's gonna be, you know, able to play with Marshawn and Bergeron. And I'm not talking about some veteran guy like Phil Kessel. Maybe bringing in a young guy, you know, maybe getting a deal for for a young right winger, you know. That's around the age of maybe David Pasternak, you know who's got, you know who's got the skills of a David Pasternak. But I don't think you're going to be able to get that player in return for Jake De- Jake DeBrusque, because, you know, looking looking at the rest of this, I mean, the rest of the team, the bottom six are are good. I mean, between you know Frederick Smith and Coyle playing on that line. That's that line's been been playing great as of late. Even the fourth line, you know, fourth line of Lazar and and Noshek and whoever gets stuck. Usually it was Anton Blee, but I don't know if he's if he's. It was I believe it was Froden last night. On that line, so who's ever whoever fits in on that fourth line is is, you know, fits in on the fourth line. But all the the top three lines have been rolling on right along, and I've been I've been surprised. But I still think that they have a chance to catch Toronto, you know, for that third spot, maybe even Florida or maybe even Tampa. 
the thing is though, will the Tampa Bay Lightning like really, you know, you know, have you know injuries and you know you can't you can count on injuries and stuff, but I don't think Tampa's going to fall out of out of that top spot. Neither is Florida because the two. I mean, everybody knocks the Florida Panthers. You know, but because of because of the team they put together down there, I think they're legit. I think the Florida Panthers are legit this season. So can the Bruins catch them? Probably. But right now, I if if I were the Bruins, I'd be eyeing that third third spot and out. You know, you know, take out to, Toronto out of that third spot because I have a feeling I have a feeling that the Bruins can catch those guys. And this way they avoid, you know, a, a confrontation with, you know, Carolina. Carolina's a good team. As a matter of fact, I think that Carolina they're they're basically my 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 pick to win the Stanley Cup this year. Cuz I'm certainly I don't know about a Western Conference team. I mean, yeah, you could say Colorado has a chance. You can also say that maybe Calgary has a has an opportunity too. You know, you have St. Louis in the mix, Minnesota. You know, you also have Vegas in there, too. A tough Vegas team that added, you know, that added Jack Eichel. You know, who knows what happens when the playoffs start. Vegas could cruise all the way to the finals. But right now, I have a feeling that we're going to, it's going to be Carolina. I think that it's going to be Carolina going to the finals. I honestly think that. I think that Carolina goes to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know who they're going to put. I the Western the Western Conference is a little bit of a you know up in the air right there, but I have a feeling Carolina is going to be my my pick to not only make it to the Stanley Cup Finals but win the whole thing. As far as the Bruins go, I still think that they're going to have some issues coming out of the first round. <clears throat> I still think that they're going to have some issues coming out of the first round. Um, you know, and, you know, no matter who they play in the first round, I think they're going to have some issues because, you know, they're probably going to be, you know, outplayed as far as it's going to be the goaltending that's going to come down as far as the, the playoffs go, it's going to come down to the goaltending. It's going to come down to who, who's ever going to get the start in net. And right now I would, I would have to pick Jeremy Swayman right now. He's he, to, to me, he's your number one guy. Going, going to the, going through the rest of the season. He's, he's got to be right now. I mean, Omar, Omar has been played great. He's been playing great. I mean, both goaltenders. I, I'm happy with the goal. You know, back in the beginning of the season, I wasn't happy with the goaltending situation. Now, I'm saying to myself, you know what? This might be a pretty decent tandem. This might be a pretty pretty decent goaltending tandem to carry the Bruins for the rest of the season and the near future. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing what these guys can do towards the towards the remainder of the season. Now this show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe or rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.